0: Hello and welcome to Becoming, hosted by Lisa Loveland and Costa Hanses. This podcast is focused on helping you become the best version of yourself. And no matter where you are on that journey, we hope to bring you one step closer with every episode. Now, please join me in welcoming your hosts, Lisa Loveland and Costa Hanses. Ira, thank you so much for coming on the show. We know you're busy. Uh, we know this space is always moving and changing. And um, you know, just when you think you know a lot. Uh, we have somebody like you on on the show that is a uh, it, founder of Zero Code NFT. So just the name alone, um, yeah, the space yeah. is so techy, and now you're Zero Code NFT. So <laughs> um, I think it's hilarious and awesome. How did you Thank get started in NFTs? What drew I drew it to you?
1: Thank you. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Um, I started messing with nfts back in summer 2021 because i saw one of the youtube videos of um there's this guy on youtube his channel is called dap university yeah and he was talking about um you know a lot about nfts and trends and where things are going so it got me interested because i actually did try to take some blockchain development courses back in 2017 um but, you know, when the crypto winter started uh, and all these like ICOs, um, you know, initial coin offerings um, started to to kind of like go down and, and um, I kind of left it. And then I came back this summer and um, started watching these tutorials and learning and I got really involved. And I was like, oh, man, this is much more interesting than the traditional Web2 uh, web, web two stuff, you know, like a traditional development. <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> so that got, that got me in
2: sweet yeah i mean like that's uh it's crazy to see i mean there's so many different like pockets you can come into nfts with and web 3 is like so new so it's kind of like crazy to think the timeline because it's like everybody we talk to and us too like we i mean i started hearing about nfts back in maybe 2020 but really not until like 2021 the is like when i like really was like all right like what is this stuff so it's like i love talking to people and being like getting so inspired and being like being able to take that Core we'll learn more about this later in the episode, but like I'm envisioning that you got into NFTs, heard about that, heard about the potential, and then you found some sort of issue in the system in terms of like what could be solved and what are some of the difficulties and the problems in the NFT industry, which is definitely coding too. Everybody's like, hey, I don't know how to code. How, I can't do an NFT. Like, so we'd love to hear more about like, why don't you introduce kind of your, your company, Zero Code NFT, and hear more about like what your problem you're trying to address is.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's crazy to think that, you know, like one of the most prominent projects the, the CryptoKitties NFT, uh, it, they came out in 2017, but I, I, I bet not a lot of people knew about that back then. You know, yeah. and, and it was a great project. They had, they had a really great project. It was bringing all the like not the easy stuff to do with NFTs and like some really cool utility, you know, instead of just selling, uh, you know, art. Um, but Yeah, after my so, you know, after I I got comfortable with it and I started uh, taking some projects because I am registered on freelance platform and, uh, you know, I saw there was a demand for it. So I started working. And then after my third or fourth project, I realized that a lot of things that we do is repetitive and I could actually automate a lot of this stuff and, and give people the tools to do it themselves. And, you know, so that was like for one, it was very interesting to build something like that from ground up myself, and you know, two that would allow me to free up uh, myself to work on more complex projects, and you know, let give people the tools to do repetitive stuff themselves.
2: Gotcha. That was my question too. Is like because I know, of course, fueled on bacon. For people that know our development team, who actually did the development and the coding for our project too, and then you come along being like uh, Ryan, one of the uh, CEO or like who does operations. Of course, shout out Ryan Humphries. He's awesome. But he was like, I got this guy on the team who does this. I'm like in my head. I'm like, well, Ryan, you get this guy on this team's doing zero code NFT and show me the tutorial of like you don't need code to do NFT. I'm like do we actually need you then? So I'm like, well, what <laughs> did uh, I knew, like, I figured I didn't know, but like, I feared like my kind of concept to that was like, there's probably, and I, I know from the experience that there's NFT projects that are, are simpler than other projects and people that just maybe not as big of a collection and not as much traits and rarity, stuff like that. Our, ours is very complex. So I don't know if it could be necessarily use that platform, but like, what is the kind of the target of the people that you're looking for in terms of projects?
1: Right yeah we did we did laugh about that was Ryan I was like oh man now we're going to be competitors now because you know I'm going right. to take, take away your business <laughs> yeah. um but you know like you mentioned uh not every project is the same and um you know while some things you can do without somebody else intervention or you know, some people are just more comfortable to actually have somebody to ask questions to and and someone yeah. to you know pretty much like Guide them throughout the process. Uh, so it just depends. It depends. Really depends on you. And um, you know, we do provide support in our Discord channel if necessary. Uh, but you won't get the same level as you know if you're working with the actual team that has you. You know, has got you along the way.
0: Right. So, um, so help me understand it better. Then, so you've got zero code NFT has the automation, and you like more complicated projects. So if somebody were to come on to your into to your services. Um, do you have different levels of service? So if you want something simple, you can come in and, and there's a, you, 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 give them the automation.
1: Yeah. So and at
0: first more complicated, do you take it on personally and do it or how, how does that work?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, so at first we did consider different, uh, levels of, of, um, service and different, you know, payments associated with it. But then I, to me personally, it looked even more confusing. Uh, so we decided just to do this. We'll, we'll give everybody free access, zero. You pay zero, you know, um, to test everything. It, it simulates the real world, world scenario. Uh, okay. you will be able to create the smart contract, cre- deploy a website, see you know, see how it works on everything on the testnet. And then only once you're ready to deploy to mainnet, that's when we will charge you a flat fee, and um, that'll be that'll be all you pay. And we also you know have some discounts for registered charities and uh for more complex builds uh we encourage people to reach out to us in Discord so we can evaluate them on a case by case basis okay
2: great that yeah i think uh especially just from the outside looking in what's probably beneficial to you guys is definitely having an education component to it and i think that yeah, you just said with the discord and then you sent us a video too i think the big thing with nfts everybody's like i don't know what to code an nft like how do i even start so like i'm guessing it would probably work as you have like an education platform or some videos at least to show people like how that how it works and like the pro, uh, the different projects that this would probably be best suitable suitable for. But uh, in terms of like our project, and if you're new to the space too, I think it's like you then need like a for example a, a, a Solidity developer, somebody to actually like not necessarily like, I guess hold your hand through the process because I'm not a tech person. Lisa's not a tech person, especially new in no, this. I'm space.
0: definitely not a tech person. <laughs> thank God for thank God I have Costa.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm t- I'm good with tech, but not I'm not a coder. Except for the computer science in high school, that's about as best coding as I can get. And some animation, some website stuff there too. But I could only imagine trying to tackle the whole thing of building like a project, especially at our size with the collection it's like going into it and being like, I, I it, what was kind of crazy to, to do is like go through the tutorial. We'll probably link that below. I think I think it was on Loom or something of actually going through the process of. A f- example project, I guess a fake project, but actually going through the process of launching it via your platform, which is, it's insane. Like watching, it, I was like, what is, <laughs> this is absolutely insane. Like, this is going to crush it. We need more of this because at the end of the day, people can't, and I've been doing a bunch of content on LinkedIn about building a team and the things that you need to have in a team. You need to hire this person, do this, you need a developer. And a big thing everybody talks about is like, I don't that's great and all. Like, I wish I could build that team, but I don't have like the money to actually build a team, have a developer, have everybody. So this is kind of a, a direct answer to the at least the coding side. If you're doing a project to start, this could be a viable option, I think, in terms of people that maybe don't have the funds to hire a specific development team.
1: Right, yeah. I think I think you have a very good point there, you know, because when you're, when you're trying to launch an NFT project, there's so much to do. Like you have to, like you said, you have to hire, you, know, you have to screen and hire an artist. Uh, then you have to work with them through the layers, and in my experience, you know, the artist part is actually the biggest bottlenecks in this project because, uh, you know, it, it's not easy. The, the art is not easy, and all the layers have to be compatible. Um, it takes back and forth until we figure out the, the traits and you know what percentages they have. You know, like what is the possibility of getting, I don't know, a golden hat in some in some um, NFT. So it takes a lot of a lot of planning. And, you know, if you have on top of that, you have marketing and you have to also screen the developer and, you know, screening developer is definitely going to be harder than screening, screening an artist. Um, so that's, yeah, that's where we try to come in and at least take the development portion, you know, off of your shoulders uh, so you can focus on artists and, and marketing.
2: Totally. That's I mean, great. That's just like you took us through our process of like how we how we built the project, just right there too. And <laughs> like, yeah. the artist is like, okay, I can see you, the website designer. I can see your work. I can see what you do. The developer is like, well, I could show you the projects I've worked on, but it's hard to actually grasp and show an example. It's different when you can actually see a visual example. But when you touched upon there, I'm curious if a project, uh, either the ones that you've helped out or you, you advised on, that would probably use this piece of zero code NFT as a software. What do you see like a lot of errors that? either in the art that happened for a new NFT project that might generate some inconsistencies in the art? What are some things that arise for projects?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I I did have situations where um, the art that was given to us, um, you know, it was good art, but when we actually started running it through the engine and and trying to um, combine all the layers, uh, we, we realized that some layers are just not going very well with each other. Um, so that's we, we had know. that
0: same problem. Yeah, yeah. 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 We had and sunglasses and ha- stuff that it, we're, happens we're a lot.
1: Yeah. it happens a lot, and and this is why you know art is the biggest bottleneck. It should be started as I believe it should be started as the first thing in the project. You know because that will take the the most time. Um, you know, but then we'll, we'll work with the designer. I mean, was the artist back and forth and uh, come up with a configuration that works. And uh, yeah, once that taken taken care of. Um, we can actually start, I mean, we can start the development process in the meantime, uh, you know, but ideally you'd want to have at least your art more or less uh, situated.
2: Totally. That's, I mean, we, it's funny because we actually did that too. Like, we had experience from like outside looking in of looking at other projects, what did they did first talking to people, advisors, people that we knew that gave us kind of like a, this was back in October. There wasn't still back then, there wasn't as much information out there, out there, out there, out there then as there is now. Oh, yeah. Like now there's like, there's people talking about, do this first, do that first, the content's out there. But even back then, that short period of time ago, it wasn't even clear. So it's like, it's almost kind of like joking around. I feel like a, an older person looking back in social media, like back in my day when we had, we didn't have social media, we had to do it ourselves. And then like I feel like back in October, we had to do this whole process ourselves. Now you have people teaching about the different processes. And it's like, we just so happened to do art first, Um, and then reach out to the developer because we looked at it like a business and we were like, hey, this probably takes the most time. We knew this, need a developer. We need to have all the strings and orchestra before you start. I see a lot of people talk about saying, Oh, it took us four weeks, and we did a sale. That every project we do, like these people that were talking about that, they do multiple projects. They're like usually four weeks to actually launch a project, and we make a million dollars. I'm like four weeks to do that that quickly, and you're you make I don't I don't know how you could possibly, with no experience, whether that they were fabricating that or not. I'm like four weeks. There's errors that come up. There's art stuff that come up. You have to make there's some changes there too. It takes time, especially if you're new. If somebody's watching this, and they wants to start an NFT project. I mean, I recommend that there is kind of a shorter way to do it. We learn from experience, but it's like you kind of have to have a general idea of all the steps involved. So you to make sure you have an artist lined up. You, you at least should have like an idea of who your developer is, website person, at least get a good understanding. You can get going on some too, but make sure you're, you're planning the rest of at the same time. Don't necessarily like just go um, art, then wait for art to be done, then development done. But actually you need to understand everything at first and then as everything overlaps, it's taking time. Then you start finding the next pieces to it. So,
0: yeah, and you need to build a community. So, you know, going from oh, start yeah, to finish in four weeks is so it's you, yeah,
1: unrealistic, it's very drastic, right? Very I mean, drastic timeline. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I was I, I assume when they say four weeks, uh, I would assume that that's just four weeks to when they actually started building community already. Because I'm sure there was a lot of planning. If there was either a lot of planning happening beforehand or they just got really lucky that like the the art you know in one week and it just like things just just clicked but it's it's a very fast timeline i mean they
2: said literally from concept of the project concept idea to actually executing and minting it four weeks for every i'm like what do you mean concept is it's like saying i come up with like we've come up with a project here idea oh we should do this and like from four weeks from now it's done it's like I mean, maybe if you're like, you're the developer or an artist or know these people, but if you're new, I was just like, it's bad because it sets like an unrealistic expectation for projects too, because that's a rush. You can't build a community, as you just said, and Lisa said in that yeah. time, it's just not possible. So like, it so, goes by the issue of education too, like there's not a lot of good education out there. So um, that's why we do this podcast and bringing people like you so people can be like, hey, I have a project, like this is the actual way to start a project, but. At the end of the day too it's like this is so new there's no set way of doing anything like it's just made up that like there's a roadmap like a roadmap is a glorified pitch deck at the end of the day but we, the nft industry just labels it as a roadmap and there's just different things about floor price what it should be like nobody made this up there's no rules of to anything it's just like what other projects
0: i think that's what makes it exciting because right. it's it's absolutely evolving so quickly and the, we're only as limited as our brains are creative so you don't find many industries that 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 is the rule so the further we go along even since we started in october things have changed so much um and look at what you're doing right now realizing after the projects you've done that you don't even need to do coding i mean and you can actually automate this stuff it's wild 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 um the potential in the space so What, in the projects that you've either done or you have been watching, um, what do you think are some hiccups or some mistakes that uh, have happened and that um, people looking to start their own project should um, be aware of as red flags or things to avoid?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, if you're you're going with, um, you know, I, I would Try to speak mostly for the development part, since this is something I'm the most familiar with. Um, I haven't had the chance to hire an artist myself, so I can't speak about that. But at least with developers, you know, especially when I hire somebody, I always ask them to send me to send me their GitHub account first. GitHub is is a uh, like online um, storage of repositories where people, you know, all the developers store their code on GitHub. Uh, so all the projects that you worked on. Um, in the past, or you're working on, your chances are like 99, you know, out of 100, you're you're using GitHub for for your yeah. the your code because it's convenient, it's it's versioning. And if I ask somebody to show me the, you know their experience in, in in NFT or or any development for that reason, and they send me a GitHub that is either empty or just has a bunch of um, projects that are pretty much just copy paste of of existing code of another project, and it doesn't show any activity. And you can tell really quickly, because when you look at the profile, it shows like there's like a green chart. And if that chart is not green, you know, you won't get any green from me. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: think,
1: but green for green, you know, so I immediately, um, those candidates, I would immediately screen them out, uh, you know, even though they could, could be still bright developers, maybe they're just starting, but, you know, I prefer to work with someone who actually at least completed one project and I can actually show for it. Right. Um, yeah, and, so and much- then other, other things is, you know, um, to look out for is, and this is kind of hard to to pinpoint, but it was this one project, I forgot what it's called, um, that they had uh, a delayed reveal in their project. And, you know, for those who don't know, delayed reveal is when, um, when you have your, when, when people mint your NFTs, uh, you don't want to show your, what they, what they received until uh, everybody is done minting. And this is done because, um, you know, that prevents uh, somebody who is more savvy with this to go and analyze your metadata uh, that is attached to NFTs and try to figure out where the most rare items are. If you have some rare items, you know, given your collection is not all the same, you have like some, usually have some rare items that are more valuable than others. And if you show your, your if you don't do the delay reveal, you know, somebody can analyze it and, and try to mint your most valuable items so they can resell it on OpenSea right away. Um, so one way to prevent that is to do the delay reveal. And uh, a lot of times, and actually I did that myself in my, one of my first projects. I uh, hope I mean, luckily it didn't get um, discovered. But uh, you, want, you don't want to uh, show or leak your metadata. When you're deploying the smart contract, and the developer has to be aware of that. So that's one thing to double check, triple check, and say like, "Hey, are you sure you're not leaking the metadata?" Uh, and uh, make sure you're doing this right. So We only pass the actual metadata URL uh, later on when we're ready to do the reveal. It should not be the, this, you know, it should not be anywhere before that because you will probably get leaked and uh, that's what happened to one of these projects recently. It was a really good project. They had a really good community, very good um, engagement and just you know a little poor execution. <laughs>
0: yeah. So how if somebody's going out to start an NFT project, how do you know? Like with, with, I'm gonna back up a minute. So with art, as we said earlier, you you get the the drafts back, you you're involved kind of with the concept of putting all of that together, you can see it. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're going and you're picking a developer. How do you know that the, the the developer is actually going to be able to execute? At what are some questions someone should be asking, or or tell us a little bit about a new person going into interview developers? How should they pick someone? Yeah. ideal red flag.
1: Yeah, I mean, ideally, uh, you know, if I were to start a project and I, and I wasn't a developer, I would probably look at some other successful projects and ask for reference from them. Um, you know, and, and again, it depends on what your budget is, because you know, good developers probably going to cost a little more, especially the ones that already did some, some high-end projects. Uh, and you know, it just it's you you get what you pay for, right? Um, but I would first try to find developer through a reference. Uh, if not, then you know, if I were to hire through Upwork or some other freelance platform like Fever Upwork, um, then I would definitely ask them for uh, their GitHub to look at their GitHub profiles to make sure it has some activity. And especially they have some, tell them not like, to send you specifically uh, code for their NFT projects that they did. Because mm-hmm. you know, smart contracts are meant to be public code. So there is no way somebody might say like, oh, this is under NDA or you know, some other stuff like that, that. This is not just not true. Smart contracts are meant to be public. There is no reason why they cannot show you the code. Yes. So if they can, that's a red flag for me right there. That's a and few. also some you know some websites if they worked on a project maybe even even if they didn't do it themselves from their own up but they at least participated in some parts of it like writing the front end that it talks to the smart contract or the smart contract itself uh send me the websites show me the website let me talk to the owners myself in you know, a double check and say hey did this guy really work on your project
2: yeah i mean that's exactly what we did too and I- I try to help in in terms of like content LinkedIn, people ask about like the development thing. How do I do this? How do I do do that? And, And just random stuff in terms of like finding a developer, how do I go about it? And it's like, this is not NFT specific at the end of the day, if you're hiring anybody, you should be able to know, okay, I'm hiring a developer. Let me go see other pre- people that have been on successful if this is like a business let me go see successful social media managers that have done social media management for other companies but i think it's nfts is so new that people are like think it's this out of the world concept that has no relation to anything else but nfts but it's very similar to like and I know web two versus web three is very different, but there's a lot of overlapping too. And what you just touched upon there essentially is a big thing, we have a real estate background. And one of the biggest things too is what sells usually somebody on a real estate agent is trust. And the whole idea that your developer is in touch with that whole smart contract. So for example, if you don't know too much about a smart contract, I've read about and heard projects and happened where the developer of the project put something in the contract where they would take all the funds and all of a sudden the team goodbye and mints and the money is nowhere to be seen. So. I think that's a a that's definitely. Kind of scary. <laughs> it is. It? Um, I think when we were talking to Ryan in the beginning, he mentioned like a project that did that, and I was like, I could only imagine doing all this work, and it's sad, like all the work that a team, I, out of all the work that we've done, it's been countless hours of, of doing stuff, and I can only imagine of like this one little part of it, like you done, everything's great months on months, I'm building this project and immense. And the money's like, wait, it's not in the wallet that I did. It's not in my ledger. It's not in my wallet. Like, where did it go? And then goodbye development team. And they're nowhere to be seen. So it's like, (laughs) you gotta do your homework. Yeah, You definitely have to do
0: your homework. I mean, there's, this space is as exciting as it is. It's like the wild, wild west. So yeah. Education is a must. I think
1: you you touched a very important point there as well. I think you touched a very important point there as well. If, you know, if you, if you are hiring someone who, who doesn't come by reference, uh, you know, there is no reason why they shouldn't be able to dox themselves to you, basically reveal their identity. And uh, if you do end up hiring such person, then, you know, without previous reputation, I would highly encourage to pay someone to audit their smart contract, have a second eyes, you know, set of eyes on it. Uh, it doesn't cost that much. It probably costs like a couple hours of work, maybe, you know, two $300. Review the NFT contract uh, to give you some peace of mind, especially, you know, like you said, because there's going to be a a lot of money involved with this. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Money, (laughs) especially when money is involved in anything, too, especially with NFTs and the potential there. It's like you have to definitely be on the lookout. But like with our project, for example, like what we're with Billionaire Links, what we're trying to do and what we are doing is we're essentially building a community where people can come and say if they want to launch a project and they need to know. They need a developer. They need a person to do their website. They need an artist or anything. We're hoping to bring people from all different areas. So it's not just a, not an NFT specific group, essentially, either. If somebody's, hey, in a different business and they need a social media manager, that's fine too. But again, it overlaps. We hope to kind of take away that idea of trust by having a a group where you can come and see the people that are vetted, talk to people, have conversations, get to know them better, hear references too. So I think that's a huge thing it goes back to education and if i were starting a project again now i i think it would be invaluable i wish there was a group that you could go into and be like hey I'm, I'm looking to do this like is there anybody out there that that does this a developer it would have saved a lot of time but we had to take it it has its pros and its cons because it what it did is make us learn after interviewing developer after developer developer artist after artist and every person we got an inside look of how nft projects work because everybody like okay we did this this is how this works now that, that that's how that works so it goes both sides.
0: The, yeah. And now they vetted, another part of the community and anyone coming to join Billionaire Links has access to all of that without having to do all that legwork.
2: Yeah. It's way quicker. Uh, it, 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 the whole idea of books, podcasts, or whatever you read, the point of reading books and doing podcasts is you're learning from somebody who's successful or somebody that at least has been there is mistakes. So there's no point in making mistakes that you already know. Everybody knows that. Um, I'm just trying to think of an example off the top of my head, but everybody knows that you probably shouldn't <laughs> go to bed at 1 a.m. and wake up at 5 a.m. and expect to have a good day. You should probably have a good routine at night, wake up and not make <laughs> that those people make and trying to make that work because you'll probably crash at the end of the day. But it takes experience to know it sometimes. But we hope to interact right at that point and direct people because you can lose a lot of money if you don't know what you're doing.
0: Yeah,
1: that's-, that's Yeah, the- no, definitely. I think, um, you know, you're, you're probably still going to make mistakes either way, but at least you're going to make less with them. That's right.
0: right. <laughs> they'll be more manageable. There's always a risk.
1: Right.
0: So, what do you, where do you see the future of um, your company going? What are your, what are your next steps?
1: Um, so, ideally, I, yeah, ideally we want to to add as much NFT tools as possible, add some rarity analyzers, and and just you know be a platform that has everything for NFT. Like you shouldn't have to go anywhere else. Um, you know, to uphold your art or to, to scan your collection or maybe you know, like some common tasks that I get asked a lot of times. And you know, I, as of right now, I have to send people to say, like watch a different tutorial or use a different platform. So ideally I would like to combine this under one roof. And um, in a, I'm also entertaining an idea of um, creating a DAO. So for those who know DAO is a decentralized autonomous organization um so we would, we would issue our own native token and we would let the community vote on some things where the platform should be moving and maybe some you know because we have a, we have a big backlog of items that i have a lot of ideas i have a big backlog of items that i want to implement but i would really want you know at first i thought like you know okay we'll, we'll just send everybody a google form survey and ask you know like what do you like to see what feature is more important to you but then I thought about why don't we just make a DAO and have people vote on it was actual, you know, currency.
0: <laughs> and yeah, just, great. And
1: just make, make decisions that way and let community participate, uh, you know, get them engaged and uh, maybe even register DAO as a legal entity because I saw that in Colorado, I think it was the first state that allowed um, to register DAO as actual like LLC. And there is a company in Product Hunt that, uh, helps you do that, so that was really interesting. I would I would love to look into that direction.
0: Yeah, DAOs have a huge potential. they I think they're fascinating. So what what kind of what timeline are you thinking that will all be executed? Uh, yeah. So as
1: of right now, uh, we're still working on some features in the platform. The platform is still uh, it's already working, but there is some things that I know we can improve on. Um, so at first we would like to do that and improve our UX a little bit because right now it's not that great. Um, so that would be our first priority, and uh, we also want to roll out a referral system uh, using our own NFT. So you would like you would you know if you hold our NFTs and you refer somebody was uh, using your NFT or our NFT um, that you would get some some sort of bonus or or um maybe implement staking that's we still need to decide on that but then uh i would say somewhere closer to april is when we would roll out
0: uh, oh so that's that's right around the corner yeah. so how would people get in touch how would people learn more about your company or get in touch with you uh
1: they can go to our website uh which is zero code nft.com and in the footer section on the bottom we have all our social links uh we have our discord um telegram twitter um and uh youtube i i do plan on releasing a lot more youtube videos right now we only have a few that actually explain how to use our platform um but i plan to do a lot more when i where i will talk about you know common pitfalls and maybe even answer some of the same questions we, we touched here in the podcast like some red flags to look out for yeah new hired developers and you know things things that People asking me, and I'll just try to make some videos about that. Awesome! It
0: sounds great. I love how uh, cooperative this space is. <laughs> it, it really is. I mean, it's it's a, such a fun way to learn. So, IR thank you so much for coming on the show, um, and let's keep in touch with our projects. Very exciting stuff in the future. I look
1: forward to uh, see your uh, billionaire links club come to life. We <laughs> do too. Yeah, we're fine, uh, very soon. <laughs>
0: it's coming soon. When when is when is that plan to roll lot? Probably end of March. We, right, Costa.
2: For uh, probably in terms of the public announcement, like yeah. yeah. The in terms of like the announcement on social media in our campaign, end of this week, next week is when that when that will start, and then the mint date will be at the end of March. First week in April is what we're targeting right now.
1: Yeah. Um, awesome. Well, you're you're definitely in good hands with Field and Baker. Yeah,
0: <laughs> those guys are fantastic. Love Ryan and Ryan. They're great. Yeah. yeah. We've got a really good team, so um, we're we're super excited. It's uh, it's a it's, a, it's going to be a, a busy couple of months, but well worth it.
1: Yeah, no, I look forward to I look forward to see your project.
0: Awesome! Thanks again. We'll talk to you soon. All right, thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Becoming. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate that effort, and we'll catch you in the next episode.